The rushing projection for Florida State is returning in droves, but will it be about the passing game for Jordan Travis to set himself apart and potentially be in the Heisman conversation leading his team to a national championship? Talk about Seminoles all here on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on everybody welcome to today's edition of locked on acc i'm your host candace cooper joined by kenton gibbs each and every day you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts as we rock and roll through our spring season talking about spring games a little bit of baseball a little bit of basketball transfer portal all of the mix to have you just chomping at the bit for conference news so make sure you check us out wherever you listen to podcasts as well as our youtube channel 1000 is good 2000 is better so let's get ourselves there if we can rocking and rolling with kenton gibbs talking through some Florida State Seminoles today. Mike Norvell and the boys have a lot of, okay, we feel like there could be a, some strong potential here for the crew. We're just ready ready to see it without these divisions. Now you don't have to play certain teams every single year. The door's wide open for you to win the title, potentially a national championship title when it's all said and done. Ken, how are we feeling about the Noles before we get started into their schedule? You know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. The more I look into this team, the harder it is to not like them. The harder it is to not believe that this should be one of the favorites uh, coming into the 2023 season, potentially nationally. But they've also got a little bit of – there's something different about their schedule that we're going to get into that we don't see throughout the rest of the ACC. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's just exciting for the Knowles. If you're a Seminoles fan, if you're someone who wants to love the ACC and figure out how do we elevate our – you know, conference or get into national conversation. I think Florida State is going to be the team that certainly has us in the mix, as well as some others. Not going to knock Clemson, of course, is always going to be Clemson and things of that nature. But this is definitely, to me, a breakout moment, if not already to round the house. And is Florida State back? Hey, it could be this season for sure, led by, again, Jordan Travis coming off an, another, you know, solid season. Injuries has always been his issue up and down, what have you. If he stays healthy, I think that's going to make or break how far the Seminoles go because he is very much a leader of this team. Yeah, Jordan Travis is, is going to be an important part about this, but I often say that quarterback is the most dependent position in football. Everybody says it's the most important. I believe it's the most dependent. You depend on the most guy. You depend on more guys doing things around you well to do your job effectively than any other position. The good news for him is, I mean, everybody's coming back. So you've got a, a pretty established rapport with a vast majority of the players that you're going to be trusting to take a bulk of the snaps, a bulk of the uh, rushing attempts, a bulk of the receptions. Like, those guys are going to be back. Yeah, Trayshawn Ward transferred, but that running back core with Benton to Philly certainly is going to help the conversation when Jordan may not be able to, you know, find the man downfield and things of that nature. But, you know, I think if for Florida State, it's going to be with Coach Atkins being the offensive uh, coordinator. Like, how can we keep the ball, you know, making it high-flying offense that, you know, maybe we wanted to see more from Florida State? I mean, that's, that's a possibility, but they still have a two-headed monster at minimum at the uh, running back position, right? Like you're not talking about two slouches when you're talking about uh, Trey Benson and Lawrence Tofili. Both of those guys have different things that they bring to the backfield, but they're both 
very good at what they do. Neither one of these guys are, are slouches that you're looking at like, ah, when he's in the game, we can take a breath on defense because you can't. Yeah, honestly and truly can't with either one of these guys. So could we argue that the receiving core is something that we're like tipping our hat to say this is the this is the position group that we're maybe looking out for this season to see how that group elevates? That receiving core, and and this is why I said I the more I look at this team, the more I like them because I mean, outside of of losing uh, Dontario Pokey Wilson, you're you're not losing too much else. You're not losing a, a ton of production. I'm sorry, Ontario Pokey Wilson. You're not losing too much else. You're not, you know, you're not losing a bunch of players that were extremely impactful last year. And I'm going to tell you something, even if you were, as long as you got that six, seven <laughs> man beast of a wide receiver known as Johnny Wilson on the outside, you'll be all right. There were plenty of situations where when Jordan Travis got in trouble, he said, ah, Johnny down there somewhere. And Johnny came up with it more often than not, because when you're six, seven, a 50, 50 ball becomes a 70, 30 ball real quick. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey comparison, I would say that is definitely for Travis and Mr. Wilson. And I'm sure we'll hear a lot of here comes Johnny uh, throughout the season from a content lens. But I think importantly, beyond just the offensive side, is that defense is a tear. Jared Verse, Fabian Lovett, all those guys are certainly going to be, you know, returning and healthy. One of the best, if not the best in the country. Listen, Johnny got some wheels on him, so you ain't gonna be here. Here comes Johnny. You gonna be here? There goes Johnny. He was he was in the building, but uh, defensively, absolutely. I mean, outside of McClendon, the defensive end who started uh, twelve to thirteen games last year, they aren't losing a, a ton of production on that side of the ball either. I believe that they were ranked number one in the country in terms of uh, returning production from last year, and that's a really scary sight with how they ended off last season. And, and granted, I have talked about this, and I'm not going to change up my stance on this. The teams that they played at the end of the season, all of them were going through some things, right? They were, <laughs> you know, in the words of the Big Mouth theme song, they were going through changes. But uh, it's it's still impressive to put the shellackings that they did on teams down the stretch. And again, the, the more I look into this team, the more I say, like, all right, what what could they really be going forward in 2024? The more I'm like, this team... They, they have some serious potential here. Before we dive into the schedule, you know, we're rounding out conversation, talking about the team. You know, I think that for Florida State to be in a national conversation, it makes better for the ACC. Now, we all have been, you know, last summer it was all about the shifts and who's going where, what team is getting absorbed here, and will the Florida State go to the SEC or the Big Ten or try and find a new home because, you know, clearly we're struggling over here financially in the ACC and they're held to being in that uh, what's it called grant of rights contract but soon as that's broken or maybe they figure out a way to break it do you see Florida State entertaining conversations outside of this conference oh of course of course it's like asking if, if a head coach is going to entertain a, a bigger paycheck of course they're always going to do that and that's in their best interest right like it's I don't care what you say about oh we've got rivalries with Miami and they're in the ACC too you also got a rivalry with Florida, and they're in the SEC. So, I mean, there's it doesn't make sense to expect the university to hinder their own um, growth capabilities, to hinder their own revenue capabilities for the sake of our feelings. This show is locked on ACC, and, and we'd love it if they stayed in the ACC. But, I mean, hey, by the time the, the grant of rights actually expires, you know, locked on ACC, we got a 1,000 subscribers right now. We probably going to be to the moon. You know what I mean? We can't even – 
in the words of uh, Floridian Kodak Black, we probably can't even be able to roll in peace by the time the granite rices expire. So, you know, it'll it'll be some time, but I don't think that anybody's willing to take that. What was it? Nine figure payout or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, or seven figure, eight figure payout, it's whichever nine. one it is. It's nine. There, No team is trying to eat that bullet, right? No team is like, oh, I'm going to pay that and be partial here. So, you know, nobody knows what the future holds, but that's why they call uh, the right now the present because it's a gift and enjoy the gift that will be Florida State football next season, barring some massive injuries. Well, I think this is the year where Florida State definitely has the leverage to look at Phillips like, hey, what are you actually doing for the conference to make us entice us to stay? Because we do have the the brand notoriety and all the things to go on about our way. So I think that's the biggest you know draw for any Seminole to feel like, yeah, what are we doing here? What are we wasting our time for? If Phillips can't get us, you know, money, maybe, the, maybe it went too hard about football and our teams didn't necessarily deliver from that year. But I think this is the year where we're going to see a lot of growth from a lot of our programs to where he can't just sit back and reside and not figure out ways to find us some better revenue opportunities. I mean, I think that that, that should be the job of the commissioner regardless. Sure. Even if, even if you're the SEC or the big 10, you should still be looking at, Hey, Right now, I'm neck and neck with one other conference. How do I gain an advantage on them? Like, we're not even looking at everybody in our purview. And if you're one of the people in the purview, you need to be looking at how do we get here? So, I mean, I I don't know what uh, Phillips needs to do, but I'll, I'll say this. ACC country is that you can't really tell me that there's a world in which like, oh, it, it makes sense that ACC country is less invested in football or less invested in, in sports. Uh, because I mean, there are just as many football strongholds and all that in ACC country as there are anywhere else, except maybe SEC country. And that's because SEC country has a bunch of places that don't have any professional teams. So their college team is their professional team. So like, okay, cool. I get it. But like, you can't tell me, oh, there's, we can't be on the pace with, we can't be on pace with the big 10. Why not? Why? I don't, you know. Yeah, 100% agree. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to play with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up today, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Join, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Fanduel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. If you haven't had the opportunity, please check out Kenton and Grayson's locked on ACC episode about some ACC basketball. Basketball, God, help me, Jesus. About some ACC baseball. So Wake Forest is doing the darn thing, and it's pretty much them and everybody else. But, you know, there's a lot of a lot more games to be played here as we round out the rest of their season, but it's quickly approaching for ACC championships. Absolutely. It's, it's you know, it's headed down that stretch. And um, I'll tell you this, Virginia has looked good at times, but they've also had their moments where they faltered heavily and, and looked rough. Wake Forest has just been... I mean, rock solid, just steady, consistent, you name it, the hitting, the fielding, the pitch, they, everything they've done at a very high level this year. And um, also, there's, they've had timely hitting. They've had, you know, whenever they get in the gym, you're like, eh, is this going to be a game where they take an L? They figure it out. They find a way to uh, score some runs whenever they need them most. So, you know, 
hey, shout out to Wake Forest Baseball. They're doing great things this season. Absolutely. Let's talk about the fact that other ACC championship news, uh, NC State's women's tennis was able to pull out a dub. Virginia's men's tennis was able to pull out a dub. So shout out to those respective teams. We Quick question. Yep. Quick, who did uh, NC State women's tennis beat in the North final? Carolina? But we've been there so oh, much that it's like, just, you know, we got to give it to somebody. I just need to hear that. I just need to hear uh, who they beat in the, in the final. Yes. Thank you. The Thank you very much for letting me know. The defending champions, yeah. But they're former defending champions, because they're not defending anymore, are they? Yeah. Are they are they still defending? They, is NC, so. NC State's first championship. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what have you done for me lately? Funky has uh, your last cut. And their uh, last cut stinks. Their no, last cut with I'm the national champion. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. Ah, man. But love all this energy that we bring here when it comes to ACC competition. And Florida State certainly is a team that's going to bring us a lot of energy this season. If you're an ACC supporter, you know that the Knowles winning is good for the brand. It's good for the business. To start out September 3rd at Camping World kickoff against LSU. It'll be on the Sunday. It's Labor Day weekend. We've got nothing to do but watch some games. We know our dog. Uh, Jersey Drake will be in the building, probably getting himself, uh, having himself a good time preparing to beat the Tigers. You know, this this game last year, I said to myself, <laughs> LSU is going to beat this team's head in. And boy, was I wrong. And, and, and that's part of what has helped me reformulate my opinion on this Florida State team this season. Because I looked at how good LSU turned out to be. And I'm like, eh, that was the first game in. Brian Kelly's tenure and mm -hmm. uh, Boutte played like Boutte, to be honest. He played terribly. He, he was thinking to join up. Uh, the star Did he receiver. stay? No, okay. he definitely he definitely went to the draft. I don't I don't know why he should have came back probably, but that's another story for another time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I, I thought to myself like, ah, that's you know that's a that's a tough one. But this is this is what I said was unique about Florida State's schedule to all the other ACC teams. All the other ACC teams are going to have at least two, three games to kind of get revved up and warmed up into, all right, now we're moving and grooving. The important part of our schedule hasn't hit yet. They're coming right out the gates with the defending SEC West champions, um, LSU. And, you know, that's not going to be that's not going to be uh, an easy task at all, but it's a doable task. They did it last year. They, can they do it again this year? I believe they can. Yeah, and I believe yeah. they will. I think they will as well, but I definitely think this is a game that LSU has circled on the calendar. Like they did, they got pops in the mouth the first time. Maybe they don't want to be caught slipping the second time. So it'll be a very competitive matchup. And also one where this is a good resume builder for Jordan Travis straight out the gate. Then they'll be at home against Southern Miss, which again, not a scrub team, but certainly one that you can take care of business with. Let me tell you something now. This, this is a game in which they need to come out early. No, no hassle, no mess. I don't care if Frank Gorson is over there balling out. I don't care about none of that. Y'all need to go ahead and put this thing to bed early, which I think they can do against the Southern Miss team. Absolutely agree. Then they'll be on the road against Boston College, which, you know, as much as we want to be like, eh, Boston College, they've been wound to pop up a couple teams, especially here in our conference, in the mouth. But open season – or open eight – ACC play is the opening game for them here. That'll be on September 16th. I want to be glass half full for Halfley, but, uh, <laughs> you know, brother, I mean, I'm sure lots of teams are going to be looking for good defensive coordinators next year. With that being said, Norvell and the boys, 
They have a great time in uh they have a great time in up in uh, Chestnut Hill and walk away with a convincing W. Now will Florida State look past Boston College and get caught slipping? That's my only, you know, hey, what's up trigger right here because the next game is literally on the road against Clemson. Obviously, one of those big, bigger matchups that we have here in the ACC starting out early. Teams figuring themselves out. Identity crisis could be in effect. Who knows? But this would definitely be a Jordan Travis I'm him game. Could be a Trey Benson to a Philly, you know, I'm him game or Mr. Wilson game. Like, I think this is the one where they have to catch Clemson slipping defensively and really pull out a big one. Uh, you know what they say, right? It's, it's uh, not just that fighters make fights, style makes fights, and it's the same thing here. Clemson's weakness plays into Florida State's strength. Clemson's weakness is their defensive backfield. Florida State's strength, uh, talked about him earlier, is Johnny Wilson. Um, I mean, I feel like once he works on those concentration drops a little bit, he can high point the ball better than anybody. His high point is higher than yours. He's 6'7". Uh, so he and I believe his pointer – are going to be they're going to be a uh, uh, big key pieces in like hey what is this team going to be what is this team going to do if they can expose a Clemson secondary that at times stunk last year let's just be honest that at times looked downright bad it's going to be tough for them and the question is for this Florida State team how do they go about handling the level of success that they could potentially see yeah. because there there's very much so a world where they lose to LSU out the gate that's a possibility I'm not going to say that they're that much better than, Florida, than LSU where I'm like, there's no way Florida State lose that game. But if Florida State wins that game and then goes on to dominate these next two, do you handle success in a way that you still come ready and prepared and sharp? Not nervous, not anxious, not, not you know, oh, I don't know, we, we can't win, but just feeling good and feeling like, hey, we can do this and we're locked in and we're ready to do this. Can they handle success in that way? We'll see. These this four game stretch to start the season for them, I think, will be the decider of their season. Again, barring any major Absolutely. And I also think for Clemson's sake, you know, offensively, K Club Nick, and you're trying to say that he's, you know, the better in the second coming, third, fourth, fifth coming of Trey Trey, Trey, Trevor Lawrence. And so I have Trey Lance on the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, poor guy. <laughs> poor baby. <laughs> Sorry. That Squirrel. That was one of those thoughts. But I do think that, you know, with Jared Verse and Fabian Lovett, that's going to be a, hey, you just made yourself some big time money type of game for the Seminoles defensive defensive end. Absolutely. <sighs> yeah. Absolutely. Sorry. That was, a, that was a hard one to get out. Clearly it's Monday. All right. We got Virginia Tech at home. The Hokies being who the Hokies are right now. Don't see it being a surprising victory for the Seminoles. Absolutely not. I believe that that's Florida State's homecoming. I could be wrong there, but I believe that that's their homecoming game. That's early. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I, I That's why I said I believe. I could be wrong there because they got another stretch of back-to-back -back away games and then Miami at home November 11th, so that one could be the homecoming as well. Not sure. Yeah. But yeah. with that being said, this shouldn't be this shouldn't be a tough game at all. Like, yeah. this, this shouldn't – I mean, no disrespect, but – Virginia Tech just doesn't have the uh, horses in the stable at the moment to compete at a high level in the ACC. And, you know, unless Pride pulls a, a huge surprise out of his hat, Norvell and company get it done again. 
I'm going to task us with finding new analogies for this season. We're going to work hard. Instead of saying horses in the stable, maybe we say monkeys in the zoo. You know, I don't know. Like, let's find some. I'm just, what? Horses is just as bad, honestly. You think uh, about it. Uh, I guess. Some I fish, guess. Some, some guppies in the swim school. I don't know. Listen, we all know the rules. It's not about your exes and yo's. It's your Larry's <laughs> and your Joe's. And it's only so many ways to describe those Larry's and Joe's without getting canceled. Okay? And let's, let's not do so. Horses in the stable sounds better to everybody. Horses in the stable is established terminology. But it's like if you call a player a stud or a stallion. Like those are those are words that are established. For but calling anybody an animal is kind of aggressive. Just I like, don't think he, so. He's a he's a beast. Like okay, well. If there's true. a running back that carries the ball 25 times a game and is averaging like seven yards a carry, he's a dog. That, that is a thoroughbred. There. That is a <laughs> like. What are we doing here? We don't. Uh, why, you know do we, why do we have to use that? Why do we have to use that? I mean, what else would you want? Like, if you say he's a beast, he's you're still Superman. describing. You say maybe fictitious character. He was he was Thor today. I don't know. He was Thor today. I don't really? know. I mean, <laughs> trying to help the group. Thor was a chubby Norse god. Like, let's be honest. He had super strength and all, but like, you know what I mean, hey, like, what are we... some running backs are chubby and they're able to move that thing. Okay. Shout out to Jerome Bettis and the big boy <laughs> in the backfield. Shout out to. <laughs> Fellow Detroit native Jerome Bettis. We love you, baby. But Apologies anyway. if anybody is offended by monkeys. Oh, and, and half Notre Dame player. because I mean, half ACC player because he did play Notre Dame as well. So, I don't know if we count him. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Okay. Well, apologies if anybody's offended from monkeys in the zoo. Please don't cancel me because I'm black. You know, just just give me some love. Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke. Probably the three easiest game stretch for Florida State, in my opinion. However, you know I am a Duke, Duke, Duke game. I was just Duke about to say that. Duke mm-hmm. I'm a Duke football softie. Syracuse, I don't see it being a struggle at all. But October 14th, they'll have Syracuse. October 21st, they'll have Duke. Duke will be a challenge. It'll be harder than people think. But this, the, again, is a game where are you going to be looking ahead at Wake Forest, which we know is going usually comes with its own former Atlantic Division sort of rivalry. And the Duke game is one where you ask yourself, how do you prepare? Mm-hmm. How do you prepare? Because, again – we're looking at a situation. There is, There are multiple worlds where this Florida State team is coming into that game 6-0 off of two wins that they'll probably win by a combined margin of like 60 to 70 points potentially. Yeah. That's a world that, that that happens in. And you can easily look at Duke and think to yourself, oh, it's just Duke. It's just, baby, this ain't your father's Duke football. This ain't the Duke football where you can look at them and instantly, oh, yeah, we got Duke. Go ahead and pencil in a W. Yeah. This ain't that. So, yeah. again, you need to prepare the right way. You need to do things the right way and, and be ready to compete at a high level in this game. I'm not saying that Duke has the Larrys and the Joes to keep up, but I am saying that if you mess around, you will find out. I mean, a lot of people argue that Florida State doesn't ha- necessarily have the depth either, but in depth in terms of comparison at like the LSU-Clemson level, not ne- necessarily at the Duke level. They will go again at October 28th to face off at Wake Forest, another former Atlantic Division rival who they cannot take lightly. I think mm-hmm. this is the game that ultimately goes to Florida State with who they, who I'm predicting them to be this season, and I see it being a, a win for them. Absolutely, I agree. I don't. I think the. I think that Wake Forest is going to be going through a kind of find themselves year, and like, who are we? You know, like, don't get me wrong. Dave Clawson has an established. Um, tempo for who they are as a program Mm -hmm. but each year each team is going to be slightly different and this team I believe will be massively different 
with I know that they're losing. Uh, I know that they already lost Hartman, but I believe they lost Bill Smith as well. Am I incorrect mm-hmm. there? Yeah, I was two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean they're they're gonna look very different. How do you? Who are you gonna be? And I believe they lost more in their leader receive one of their leader receivers. He's back. He's back. Oh, okay. This is like his eighth year of college football, boy. He's been playing <laughs> college football since my hairline was holding firm. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they've lost a good amount of pieces in a relatively short time. And so who is this team? What do y'all how do you still do what you do? That's not a question you want to get answered against Florida State. And I think Florida State goes ahead, goes ahead and takes this one. Now, this next one on November 4th against Pitt, I think that the Panthers actually be- win this one. I think the Panthers come in because of who they have now with Phil Dracovic at the helm. They were missing a quarterback very much so last season. That was mm-hmm. a big part of their game being a little off kilter. The Panthers are always good on defense, and I think Pitt takes the dub. I think Florida State can't go. I don't see them going undefeated. So if they get tripped up, this is going to be the one. You know, for me, I'm looking at the LSU and Clemson games as potential losses as the ones they could take. But I think if they get out of Clemson and LSU undefeated, I'm looking at at least 11, 10, 11 wins. Um, But with that being said, again, those two, those are kind of pushes for me. With that being said, looking at this pick game, I don't believe in Phil Jakovic at all, (laughs) at all. I feel like he's this year's Keaton Slovis. Like, I, I feel like they traded Keaton Slovis for Keaton Slovis and some Gucci loafs. Like, oh. it's still Keaton, just slightly different. Just. <laughs> wow, Peninsula P is going to be on your head. Peninsula P can be on my head. But watch, again, watch the body language of those offensive linemen at Pitt when he was on the sideline trying to motivate the guys. And that tells me. You mean that at Boston College. You mean at Boston College. Yeah, at Boston College, yeah. yes. Look at Watch him at Boston College last year. Talking to his offensive linemen and how they looked at him. Now, it could be that those offensive linemen are just losers and, you know, they don't, they shouldn't oh, no. feel them. I think that but. he probably has a beef with him. But at the same time, I think that when he got with Narduzzi and the boys, this ain't that and that ain't this. You know what I'm saying? You're not coming here as someone who's going to take over a team, which, of course, we want to integrate you. But, like, you're not about to sit here and do some funky stuff that you did at Boston College. I think that's been the fly. It's different, different parameters, in my opinion. I mean, uh, hopefully he understands that. But from what I know about most quarterbacks, uh, they are who they are. Let your QB let your QB bias go for one day. All right, November 11th, we got Miami at home. It's been a little lopsided past couple of years. It might be competitive this year, just off the strength through throwout schedules and all the things, right? And what would Miami love more to do than to allow not allow Florida State to have an undefeated season? I think Miami keeps this one very close. I think they lose by seven or 10. I think down the stretch, I think that they just, they can't make enough plays in winning time, but it is going to be much more competitive than last year. They don't have enough whales in the ocean. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. They don't have enough whales in the ocean. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, Miami, Miami just isn't there yet. And again, this Florida state team, I I think they they really are going to be a buzzsaw for a lot of teams in the ACC. And I know there are going to be a lot of Atlantic teams thinking they're lucky stars. They're not on our schedule this year. Thank you. You didn't have to do it, but I'm so glad you did. Because uh, this is, I think that this is a game where, again, Miami keeps it much closer than last year. Much closer. They don't get it done. North Alabama senior night for Florida State. North Alabama clearly doesn't have enough fish in the school. Woo, I'm on a roll. You saw that? You like that? That was yeah. that was, that was in high intellect. 
analogy yeah, for the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, this would be a good senior night for uh, for Florida State. You know, the seniors will all get to start and enjoy their time and all that. And We say so yeah. long to Jordan Travis and all of his fan stands and all the people who hate me every single year that I told, said that he wasn't going to be. First of all, I read an article that he's compared to Lamar Jackson, and I just hope it's right, true. All right, I just now. hope let's, it should be true. Let's pump our brakes here. Let's put again. I like Jordan Travis. I think that this team is. I this team has grown on me. The more I've looked into this team, the more I've said, like, all right, what do we really have here? The more I'm yep. like, okay, there's a lot here. There's a yeah. lot here. Yeah, Jordan Travis ain't Lamar Jackson. If Jordan, and that's okay. And, I, I, and, and I'll say this. Okay. I, what I will say is this: if Jordan Travis has a season like what either one of Lamar Jackson's last two seasons at Louisville were, this team's going to win a national championship this year. Or at least go to the playoff. And that's a guarantee. You can book it. It is a lock. I am not. If if Jordan Travis has a Lamar Jackson-esque season, this team, they go ahead, hit 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 the Angel Reese on them. Hit the... They're gonna be doing a lot of that uh, all the way up until the the natty because they're 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 gonna uh, need some some very heavy rings for a lot of these players. A thousand and three percent, and then they end with Florida Gators on November twenty fifth around that Thanksgiving time, and whoop, there it was for the Seminoles. I think that's a dub for them. I like Billy Napier. I like him a lot. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready for this yet. Y'all ain't oh, ready. Wow, Florida. <laughs> Florida is Florida is one of those teams. If they don't start off the season well, or if they're not in a good place to start it, it it's rare to see them end on a strong note when they're not like really, really good. It's rare to see, and uh, I don't think that this year will be an aberration. You know? <laughs> Again, scared money don't make money, but uh, yeah, I I put my safe money on Florida State in this one. Ooh, okay, good to know. Well, there you have it. That's the schedule. We say what two to three losses, maybe. Four yeah, I say, I say, I say, um, I say three losses tops. Like their absolute floor, nine and three. Again, barring catastrophic injury. If they're, we've seen it last year where teams had to trot out three and four quarterbacks and all that. If that happens, sorry to this man. Don't yeah. I don't want nobody telling me you said that Florida State was going to win ten games. Yeah, because I knew that the freshman walk-on was going to have to start against Florida. I knew that, yeah. Yeah. Um, But this team, you know, if they stay healthy, the sky's the limit. I think think what they'll do, the sky, of course, is a national championship. Like, no joke, national championship appearance, I don't think they have what it takes to win it just yet because that depth piece that you were talking about, that's important. But they got enough to get there. Now, in terms of what I think they'll do, I'm looking at – I don't know, maybe 11 and 2, 12 and 1. ACC championship appearance is in in the cards for this team. My, how things change for Mike Norvell and the boys. We went from fire Norvell to national championship. Hey, more of the story is just have a little patience, people. Stay the course. Stay the course. Now, I will tell you this. I will tell you this, though. I will tell you this. I have done this before where I started sipping Kool Aid (laughs) that I wasn't out on at all not looking at anybody in particular hubert davis not looking at anybody but i started sipping some kool-aid that i wasn't on before and then all of a sudden i got let down in a major way and my first mind said see you idiot you were right all along norvell like what you want to do norvell if you cannot get 
eight wins, nine wins with this team, with the schedule y'all got. I don't I don't want to hear nothing else about oh he needs more time. He need again. Now if it's I've already given the caveat injury. If everybody stays relatively healthy, we know football is a game injuries. It happens. If everybody stays relatively healthy and you can't get nine with this team, get him out of here. Get him out of here. He he can't get the job done. He got to go. He got to go because this is an ideal situation. When you look at where they are in comparison to every other team, if they cannot get eight to nine with this, nah, you got to go. You're just not the guy to get it done. But I think he will. But if he can't, it's time, brother. It's time. Go ahead and uh, grab them release papers. And, you know, in the words of Usher, you got to be ready to sign them papers. This got to be the last year that they're paying uh, my boy Taggart, right? <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead. Get get both of them. Get, hey, let's, you go ahead. Go on. <laughs> go on. That's facts. All right, guys. We come back tomorrow. We'll have more spring game schedule, breakdown coverage, things to talk about as we preview the fall. It should be an exciting time. Next, at the end of this week, we'll be on our new program schedule of being in the offseason. So you'll see three episodes a week instead of five. But either way it goes, we'll have some good content for you. As always, for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.